What's up, everybody? It is Video Game Fury here, coming at you with another episode here on the podcast services here on Anchor and on Spotify. Hope you guys are having a great summer. It's been a while since we had an episode here, and I thought of a good one that I think maybe will hopefully probe some thinking here. So I've been giving some thoughts about streaming services. So that seems to be all the big rave nowadays. Like if you just go on your your TV or your console or something, there's always someone out there trying to compete for your watching eyes, whether it's Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Peacock. It is a unbelievable amount of competition going on to the point that it's like, hey, weren't we trying to get out of this uh, from cable? Wasn't the whole point of doing all this stuff here is because we didn't want to pay for cable. We didn't like uh, the services and how things were blocked off behind different walls uh, and different tiers um, and all, all sorts of things here that made us cut the cord and go into the world of streaming here. And while that may have been true at some point here, we're at that kind of point right now where, hey, we're really watching a lot of content and um, it's it's at the price where it almost is like the price of paying cable. But that's not that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about is the deluge of content, if you will, if that's the word to use, the abundance of content, I guess maybe is the better word to use. And this is this will be tied into video games in a second here, but I kind of had this epiphany in the last couple of days. Uh, I regularly will stream with my friend uh, on Friday nights. We, we do a lot of like Apex Legends matches, and we'll usually, as we're playing, we'll talk about, hey, some of the shows we've been watching lately here. And part of it's been tough for us, obviously, because we both have kids, so it makes it hard to stay on top of a lot of shows when you've got a baby to take care of. But also, I, at least for me personally, I've come to the, uh, the idea and conclusion that it's just hard to keep up with everything that, uh, that you want to see. Now, and this is where I think the whole idea of streaming services start to really, I started to see the cracks behind the walls. That's really made me thinking about my decisions about what to keep. I am very, I, as people probably are aware, if you know me very well uh, here and on Twitch, I am a big fan of comic books. I love everything about it. The last 20 plus years, uh, the MCU stuff obviously has been uh, a great thing to see in the last 15 years. I love the Star Wars franchise. I was like one of the first things that got me into nerd culture back when I was like six or seven years old when uh, my mom first showed me the, the VS, VHS copies of the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, I was, it, it set, set a course in my life to be where I am now, and I'm very proud of it to be where I am today. But, man, it's hard to even think about all this content here that i got to catch up on. Like, I have not seen the latest Doctor Strange movie. I have not seen the latest Thor movie. I have not seen Moon Knight. Um, and it's also kind of made me think, too, even some of the Star Wars content going on, that even some of that stuff has been kind of lackluster. Now, that, that stuff has been a little bit few and far between compared to Marvel stuff. But Obi-Wan was fine. I thought they could have definitely trimmed it down into a movie to do it. Uh, the Boba Fett show was okay if you consider the fact that the main character that was that's supposed to be the main character show is not in it for like 40% of the show. They, they switch over to the spoilers, of course, you know, as I say this, but uh, the Mandalorian was a big part of that in the latter half of that show. So, but really what I get down to with this is 
the whole point of these streaming services and why people are why these companies are creating them is to and, and to offer is to is to have uh, have a lot of content that they have to show at the price they have. You know, it's you know it's you know we are we are being competed for for all of our dollars and it's not you know a lot of dollars there, but to justify still being able to pay like fifteen dollars for Netflix a month or seven dollars a month for Disney Plus, these companies are churning out content up the wazoo, <laughs> for so to speak here. Um, but it all, and while that's that's great, and you, there's there's always a chance that stuff is going to be there for you that you don't have to be there on day one. I've kind of seen like the idea that that is not working very well here. Like I still get bombarded on social media people who are watching it the day of or the week of, um, and it just it gets really overwhelming. I, I have so much I need to watch, even beyond the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. I've got uh, the Witcher season two. I haven't seen it. I want to see the last season of The Expanse. Um, there's all sorts, all sorts of stuff in HBO Max, like uh, from the animated side, like you know, Young Justice and Harley Quinn, um, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I mean, I could go on and on and think about all the stuff that's going on. The Boys is another one I just recommended too that I haven't seen the latest season of. The whole point I'm getting to all this is that I wonder if this is going to be one of those crash and booms here and. And this is where it gets tied into the video game aspect. We do have the subscription service side of that being really built long and hard these last couple of years. You, of course, know on the Xbox side, there's Game Pass. Um, PlayStation just had their revamped PlayStation Plus tiers put into play, too. And on one side of the fence, awesome to see that there's a service out there that's got hundreds of games out there, and all you got to do is pay... And I'm only thinking of Xbox right now because I'm on I'm on Game Pass. I'm not on PlayStation Plus. All you're doing is basically paying $15 a month to play it across your Xbox and PC if you have Game Pass Ultimate, and you can play that anytime you want. Now you have to think about that. Yes, it's been good for discoverability. A lot of indie studios have said that being on Game Pass has been great for their business. Really help push actually sales when you consider it's a subscription service. Uh, you would think that people, once they play that, they're done. But no, there's actually people actually buying the game because of the exposure and the word of mouth that are coming from people who have been playing it on Game Pass. So I won't take away from that. But I also, much like my problem with you know the, the TV and movie subscription services that we were just talking about, I wonder if this is going to be a big problem with the Game Pass world, too. Like, first of all, you got to remember, too, it is a subscription service. You do not outright own any of these games that you play on Game Pass. Yes, there's going to be games on there that are going to stay on that service if the company that provides the service owns them. Microsoft comes to mind right away with all the studios. You know you're going to always going to be playing Halo on there. You know you're going to be playing Gears of War. You know you're going to be playing Starfield when it comes out next year. Those things are a sure bet. Third-party, second-party stuff, indie stuff, not a sure bet. And that's 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 the thing to keep in mind here, too. You know, it. Is that really the world we want to get into where, you know, things like this can be taken away uh, when you want to be able to get it? And then when you do want to get something physical, it's probably more expensive than it's worth because it's not as prevalent as it is in the digital realm. So there's a lot to consider about the subscription model here when it comes to uh, like stuff like Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. And then again, it just, again, it just comes down to the overwhelming amount of content. Now, I speak this as someone who's in his 40s, works full time, 
uh, has a kid to take care of my time. As much as I have the resources to afford stuff like this, I do not have the time to do it. That obviously can't be the case for those who don't have to deal with kids or uh, have a lot of free time in their hands, especially if you're in school or so. Definitely a good chance for you to take a look at a lot of that content and not have to pay a, a high premium for each of those games here. But again, to stay on top of it, and you have even a worse problem of it in games because you're not just talking like an hour to watch a TV show or two hours to watch a movie on a subscription service. You've got games that can easily go into dozens, if not hundreds of hours of game to play. And it, it strives me is like, it, it, it worries me that this model is going to crash and burn at some point in the future. It just, it, I think of the law of diminishing returns where you need to have enough content to keep things going on there. And when, if you can't provide that and provide it a good quality amount, what happens, what happens after that happens? Does it have to crash? Does it have to be sunset? Does it have to be rethought in this model? And it makes me worry for a lot of the folks that are taking on these deals that are allowing themselves to, to get on game pass or PlayStation plus, uh, I mean, and I say this again, a deal's a deal, right? I mean, I'm always in favor, you know, especially in this day and age when we've been dealing with COVID, when we've been dealing with supply chain issues, inflation, and so on. Like, things are more expensive now than they were two years ago. Uh, and for very struggling, low-income families, there's, you know, the, the enticing aspect of being able to have a 10 to $15 a month Game Pass service is very enticing, as, as, as it said there. But I also hope that there is consideration about the content here. Like, I hope it. I hope at the end of the day, people are thinking about this in the way of like, yes, this stuff is great, but come to realize to enjoy it at your moment, um, enjoy it at your leisure, but also understand that you may not always get the things you want because the companies do own this. At the end of the day, you do not own any of the stuff that comes with this subscription. I mean, we're seeing this right now with uh, HBO Max, like Warner Brothers. Uh, having that merger with Discovery Plus, and they are just slashing costs left and right. They're getting rid of movies. They're taking shows off HBO Max. Uh, it's kind of makes me wonder if I should be keeping the service anytime soon uh, if they're taking a lot of my favorite shows off. So, um, you know, just kind of realize here at the end of the day, they're, they're, they have a good cost benefit for now, but even at the cost they have, what costs do you take beyond that? What is the con by the cost that you are paying that is not a lot and it's going to be very interesting to watch the space over uh, at least the next five to ten years like how prevalent services like game pass services like playstation plus services like nintendo switch online uh are they going to continue to, are they going to do right to the consumer by justifying this content they need to justify the content if they're expecting us to stay on at that monthly price and you know, I keep thinking law of diminishing returns. Is that going to screw us up at the end of the day? And that's having us pay for nothing at some point just to get all the stuff on that we needed. And especially now with the, the streaming, the streaming space, particularly on the entertainment side of things being more prevalent. I mean, you remember the days when Netflix used to have pretty much everything. And then once the, uh, the bigger entities like Disney and Warner Brothers started uh, creating their own streaming service, they started taking that stuff away from them. Uh, it's going to get to the point where, hey, we may not really need a lot of these services if you're you know, playing balls the way you do. We'll have to see. 
I'd love to hear what you guys thought here. I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit here, but I would love to hear your take on where you think the future of the subscription service in general. We can talk about it from a game perspective. You can definitely talk about it from TV, movies, entertainment perspective, comic books too. I forgot to mention Comicsology has got a similar service, like Unlimited. Marvel does Unlimited thing too as well. Uh, we could look at uh, look at comics up to the last six months or prior six months, I should say. So, is this healthy for each each respective industry? I love to hear your thoughts about it. Um, it's a very interesting topic that kind of started brewing in my mind when I started thinking about uh, all the stuff going on streaming, and it may be something to think about when it comes to games as well. Love to hear your thoughts. Leave comments here. Leave a recording uh, if you want to be part of the show, part of the next show. We can have a discussion from there. Let me know if I'm off base or anything here. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Hope to hear you next time for the next video game theory show. Have a good day, folks, and peace out.